Hello, hello, it's Isi Jovi, founder of Powerful Women Make Power Moves, a community of Black millennial women who want to win in their careers and win in their lives. Today, we're talking about the F word. Yes, fear. Now, I don't know about you, but I absolutely hate fear. And I'm going to share a little bit about why. Actually, I'm going to share a lot of it about why. Now, when I look up the definition of fear, I found the following. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, painful, or threatening. Now, when I saw that, I was like, that is such a chill description for something that is so evil, something that torments people, that steals dreams, that robs people of their joy. Fear, I feel like the definition should be like debilitating, decapitating, tormenting emotion that rips every good thing from you and causes you to have negative thoughts and sends you spiraling even when it's not that serious or at least something closer to that. Fear is something that I have personally dealt with for years and years and years. And I'm going to share later on why I felt like I have dealt with fear so much and why, hey, I still deal with it in ways now. But I'm finally coming to a head and I'm finally realizing that if I keep going at this rate, fear is going to steal everything from me because that's what fear does. Fear is a thief. It's a thief of our joy, thief of our dreams, thief of our peace. Fear is a demon (laughs) and it torments you and torments you. And honestly, fear sucks. And I know you know that feeling when fear creeps in and it it grips every fiber of your being and it takes over your mind and takes over your emotion and literally debilitates you. It stops you from really taking the actions and doing the things in life that you so dream of doing. So like I said, fear really sucks. And here are a couple reasons why. My major tiff with fear is this, it robs you blind. And because of fear, there are so many things in life you will not do, point blank, period. And we're afraid of a lot of things. We're afraid of rejection, We're afraid of people not liking us. We're afraid of not having a seat at the table. Hint, hint, I'm telling my business right here, right now. We are afraid that people will look at us a certain way. We are just so afraid. And a lot of times I find that fear comes back to people, at least in my, um, in what I've seen with myself and a lot of my friends, it comes down to what people will think, how people make us feel. Oh, what if that person thinks I look dumb. What if that person rejects me? A lot of fear has to do with others. And then there's a space for fear or a piece of fear that has to do with, you know, losing the things that are most important to us, whether it's money, whether it's status, whether it's um, relationships. But a lot of times I find fear is connected to others. Um, And usually like 90 8.9% of the time, our fears are irrational. And yeah, I'll go um, as far as to say irrational because it's never really that bad on the other side. Or if your worst fears came to pass, 
you would still be okay. But we'll get to that in a second. Fear, it helps to build up negative thoughts. And we know that as a man thinketh, so he is. And we know that what we think propels how we feel. And then how we feel dictates the actions that we take. And then the actions we take dictate the outcomes we have in our lives. And so when we have negative thoughts, which fear helps to drive, we find that we don't really hit our goals and we don't really live a rich and fulfilling life. And whenever I say rich and whenever you hear me talking about rich, I'm not just talking about dollars and money. I'm talking about high quality. And so fear robs us of a high quality life and it builds up negative really, really negative, destructive thoughts. And it's really easy to, to feed this beast called fear. And I don't know why, you know, and I've thought crazy things, guys. I've thought things like, oh, what if I walk outside or what if I'm driving over a bridge and I just fall in, you know, with my kids? Oh my gosh. And if I continue to nurse that thought, I can completely avoid bridges from here on out, right? And so fear, fear, it, it, it grips us and it has us thinking all these crazy things. And it's like we feed the beast with such ease. Have you ever found it so easy to think of 500 ways you should be afraid or 500 ways you should fail? But then if I ask you to think of 10 ways that you could be successful, you are completely stumped. Or 10 positive things about yourself and you're like, oh, I'm not sure. And so fear, um, it really is such an easy beast to feed and it just continues to push us to think negatively and really at the end of the day, rob us of what is ours. Um, fear encourages us not to trust God. We have every reason to trust him. There are pages and pages, stories upon stories, instance upon instance, both in our lives and in the word where we've seen God come through, where we've seen that he is good and where we've seen that he looks out, but yet fear tells us that we shouldn't trust him. And, and really for me, fear has been the direct manifestation of me not trusting God. Um, if I'm afraid that, you know, if I take this step in my business, I might lose a certain clientele base. Let's say if I raise my prices, I might lose a certain clientele base. Now with every action we take, of course, we should um, do the research and, and seek wise counsel, you know, to make sure the risk or the, the step we're taking makes sense. But let's say we say, hey, this step does make sense, or, you know, I should take this risk. I don't really have much to lose. A lot of times, the reason why we won't take it, the very foundation of that reason is fear. We're afraid. And we don't trust God. Sorry. So the very foundation of it is we don't trust God. And fear will have you saying, you can't take that risk because everything's going to fall apart, because God's not going to take care of you, because God doesn't have you. So that is, those are three major reasons that I really hate fear. I'm sure you could add to that list, but it robs me and robs you of everything good. It um, perpetuates and builds negative thoughts and encourages you encourages me not to trust God, which as a believer and a woman who loves Jesus, that's pretty important to me. And so fear has stolen a lot and I'm pretty sick of it. And so I was encouraged to share this with you all because I've had fear recently show up in my life and I have decided to break up with it for once and for all. 
And so I really want to share why you have to break up with fear and why it is imperative you break up with fear. So some people say fear is, what is that saying? Let me look it up. I know I wrote it down. It's like false evidence appearing real. And so a lot of times we're really afraid of this thief called fear. And we look at the things happening in life and they seem so real. We look at these ideas about um, the things we're afraid of. So I want to take a risk and I want to move to San Francisco and get a new job. And the very idea, it strikes like debilitating fear in your heart. Why? Why? And we build these narratives like, oh, if I take this chance, I'll fail. Okay. And sometimes you have to sit down and be like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? What is the absolute worst thing that can happen? You apply for a job, you network your way to your dream opportunity and someone decides not to connect with you. Okay. Like we build such grandiose ideas. Like we build these dragons and behind this door, if I take this action, this fear this this issue, this dragon behind is going to slay me, right? Um, if I misstep, if I take this risk, I'll fall into a bottomless pit. But you kind of won't. And the chances of you falling into that pit really are kind of low. And even if you fell into that pit, you can climb out. But fear has you thinking that you can't. So you have to, and it is imperative that you deal with fear because it's really stealing your dreams and it's really keeping you from doing the things that you so desire to do. And it's really keeping you from fulfilling your purpose. Years ago, a friend of mine gave me a word and he said, "Easy, your increase lies on the other side of your fear. Easy, your increase lies on the other side of your fear. So the very thing that you're afraid of is standing between you and your increase and your more and your impact and your transformation. Right on the other side of that fear is everything that you want. And I've kept that in my heart and I've really seen that play out. One thing that um, I was really afraid of was doing powerful women full-time. So for many people that know me, I am a digital marketer. I'm a business growth strategist, consultant, and I work with small business owners and entrepreneurs to help them reach more customers, sell more of the product and increase their revenue. I love digital marketing. I love strategy. I love it, love it, love it all. I started Powerful Women in 2015 and I started my consulting in 2015. And I, I started Powerful Women really on accident and I never really saw the path to riches with powerful women, the path to impact with powerful women. I'm just being honest. I always thought it would be a side project. But for a while, I had been feeling God nudging me to do powerful women full time. And when I tell y'all, I was just like, I'm not doing it, God. Like, how rude are we just telling y'all we're not going to do things? But I was just like, God, I'm not doing it. I can't. I won't. It's just, I can't do it. I'm too scared. It's just, I won't make the money. I won't make the this. I won't make the that. Really, really scared. And as I continue to seek God and pray, 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 he made it extremely clear to me 
that this is where he wanted me. So really my impact and my increase was on the other side of the door, on the other side of powerful women. So the beginning of this year of 2019, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to go full-time in powerful women. And it didn't really make sense from maybe a number standpoint. Um, but I had God bring me four people and they were all million. No, three of them are millionaires. And the other, um, the fourth is someone who is doing multiple six figures. And I would share this with them or they would ask me, Hey, what do you do? And I would share, Oh, and I'm doing powerful. And they're like, Oh no, no, that's it. That powerful woman, you need to leave the consulting, leave it there. It'll be there. You can come back to it, but you need to pursue this work you're doing with black millennial women, impacting their lives, helping them get their dream jobs. I'm like, okay, who are you? Stop trying to tell me what to do. You don't know my business. You don't know my life. But what they were doing was just confirming God's word to me. And he's really good like that. A lot of times the things that we're afraid of, he'll confirm to us and say, no, no, no. I prompt like, this is what you need to do. Don't worry. Come with me. And then sometimes he won't even confirm it, but you know that this is a risk that you should take and something you should step into and everything in you is telling you to move and do it. Um, but again, you're afraid, so you're not. And so I was afraid, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And when I tell you guys, like this is another episode for another day, like the clarity, the transformation, the impact, the, the programming that we're about to release, the connections, the things God is doing with powerful women. And it's just the beginning. I'm in awe. And I'm super excited. I opened the door and got on the other side of fear. Um, and can you imagine if I'd listened to fear? There are women's lives that would not have been transformed. I have women who have gotten a $13,000 raise, who have stepped into their dream job, women who are living their lives to the fullest because of the work I'm doing with powerful women. And what if I listened to that voice? Not only would I have been robbed of fulfilling my purpose and increasing my impact and increasing my revenue, but these women would have been robbed. So a lot of times fear is sent to rob us of making the impact we're supposed to make, um, both in our lives and in people's lives. And so that's why fear comes so hard. And that's why the enemy comes so hard with these ideas and these dragons that are not real, that are false. But um, we have nurtured them so much in our mind that they now have become so real. And they become more real to us than the reality of the dream and the great things that we can accomplish. So that's why it's imperative that you break up with fear. Your increase lies on the other side and there is someone waiting for you. There's impact to be made and there's a, a, a richer life waiting for you. On the other side of fear, there are opportunities. And, I won't, and I'm not going to say you won't be challenged. I'm not going to say there won't be places where you fail, but because you are not failure and failure is just a thing that happens, right? Failure is a situation. It's something that happens. It is not who you are. Because all those things are true, it's totally fine. And you know you can live with yourself because you took the risk and you made the jump and you fought fear and you opened the door and you got on the other side of it. So that's why it's imperative for you to kick fear in the face and to break up with fear. You have to live a more fulfilling life. And many times that fulfilling life is on the other side of fear. Now I want to share what I'm doing to beat fear. 
and how fear has shown up in my life. So I shared a little bit about powerful women and how stepping into powerful women full time was scary. But there are other things I'm afraid of, other ideas that I have that keep me from showing up um, as who I want to show up as and doing the things that I really want to do. So there are certain things I'm worried about people hating me. I'm worried about not having a seat at the table. I'm worried about being left out. I'm worried about people calling me names or looking at me a certain way. I know that I am called to do damage when it comes to impacting Black millennial women and also doing work for God and helping people come to know him more um, and live fuller lives in Christ. And given the world and, and how people are really opinionated, I'm scared sometimes to share what God is teaching me or I'm scared to share my stance in love. I get, a, I get scared. But I have found that every time that I've kicked fear in the face and I have done things in spite of the fear that's in my heart, there's always been fruit. And there have been people that would inbox me and thank me, or there would be women that would sit with me and say, wow, EC, you were the only one willing to share this with me. And they would cry and say, I appreciate you. And I appreciate your boldness. I appreciate you um, talking about women having careers when everyone else is talking about entrepreneurship. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a voice and giving my thoughts a voice. And so it's crazy that time and time again, every time I've decided to shut fear up, and say, no, you're not going to rob me of my calling, of my tongue, of my purpose. It has always borne fruit. But even in the midst of that, I still find myself nurturing fear. And I still find myself afraid at times. Um, recently, I was speaking to my coach and my mentor. And I realized that I am not quite operating in all that God has for me. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, but I realized, okay, you see, it's time to step in. Why won't you step into it? And I told my mentor, I almost started crying. I was like, auntie, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. And she told me, she said, EC, would you rather live a life of heaviness, knowing that you're not doing the things that you're called to do? Or would you rather just face fear? And just do it. And the heaviness she's talking about is the burden I feel when I want to say something or share something or take a particular action, but I shrink back because of fear. But it continues to gnaw at me because it's part of my purpose and calling. You might find there's something that continues to gnaw at you, a decision, uh, a relationship, um, a, a big move, a, a big step in a, in a different direction you find that it continues to gnaw at you and you can't quite shake it because you're called to do it but you won't because of fear and so i had been feeling something in me for weeks and i thought it was just like misdirected guilt and she's like no easy it's not it's your burden that you feel to operate in your calling and to do the things God has called you to do and to step in certain directions, just like this, there was a burden and a, a something I felt in me when I wasn't doing powerful women full time all those years. Um, granted, I knew there was a season, I knew there was a time and a season where I knew I would transition, right? And 
it maybe wasn't time for me to go full-time powerful woman. But when I started to get that gnawing feeling that it was, I still didn't do it because I was just too afraid. And so um, she talked to me about that and I was just like, man, I need to step into that. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. And so I am currently working on stepping into that and, and kicking face, kicking fear in the face. And here are some other things I'm doing. I'm recognizing the origin of my fear and writing it down. And like, EC, does that really make sense? You know, you're scared of not being invited to the table, but God says he has laid a table out for you, even in the presence of your enemies. So what are you afraid of again? Um, God is giving you tools to build your own table and to invite other women to that table. So what are you afraid of again? I am taking steps and my mentor teaches me, take small steps. They don't have to look super big, but start to train yourself to fight fear, make conquering fear a norm for you. So I'm taking steps in the right direction every day. And if there's little things I'm afraid of, I'm finding ways to do them anyway, in spite of the fear. Um, I'm snuggling up to God, getting really close and just recognizing and remembering that I'm his daughter and he's taking care of me and he's my biggest defender and he's my biggest protector and he is leading me and he's ordering my steps so I cannot fail. And lastly, I'm being patient with myself because I know fear is going to rear its ugly head. And I know there'll be times where I might fail, but I also know that I am choosing to win and choosing to kick fear in the face, choosing to break up with fear way more than I am choosing to listen to fear. And that in and of itself is progress. And that in and of itself is me winning. So that is me breaking up with fear. I encourage you to break up with fear. Here is a quote that I absolutely adore and I want to leave you with and I pray blesses you. It says, you ask, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? <laughs>